Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 87. Email address shalombayis777 at gmail.com. We are discussing the second love language, which is called quality time. And part of quality time is also um, focused attention, meaning not just to be in the room with uh, somebody, in this case with your wife or your husband, but quality time means focused attention. Um, and in this, in this era of tkufa, of the, so many distractions, it's, it takes effort, but it's certainly worthwhile. An example of focused attention, let's say a, with a father-child relationship, even a two-, three-year-old child, the way you have a focused attention is, let's, is basically when you're um, sitting on the floor and your child's sitting on the floor and you're rolling the ball to the child and the child is rolling it back to you, and you're focusing on the child, and um, you're together. Now, if the father's talking on the phone while he's rolling the ball, his attention is um, scattered, diluted. And um, that's an example. Now, some husbands and wives think uh, that they're spending time when in reality, all they're really doing is they're living near each other. Uh, they're in the same house at the same time, but they're not really together. They may be even sitting on the same couch, but they're not together. The wife's texting while the husband's trying to talk to her. That's not giving him quality time. He doesn't have her full attention. Um, again, quality time doesn't mean that you just spend your time looking into each other's eyes. doesn't necessarily mean that. What it means is, that you give your full attention to the other person, and when you're doing something together, you're doing it, you're engaged together in the activity, and you're emotionally invested, and you're focused on each other as you're doing whatever activity you're doing. That activity is a vehicle that creates that sense of togetherness. So, like the example that was given of a father rolling the ball to the two-year-old, three-year-old child, and they're rolling it back, it's not the activity itself that's what what makes it special. But the emotional connection that's created there between a, a father and a child as they're interacting that way. The same thing is husband and wife run together. Um, you know, let's say they're exercising, they're jogging together. The quality time of it is not focusing on the etzim, you know, I'm running, but the fact that they're actually spending time together creates an emotional connection. And so that's that's one thing important, focused attention. Also, what's important in quality time is the quality of the conversation itself. And there's very much um, nuances when it comes to this. And um, quality conversation is different than what we said in the previous love language of words of affirmation. Because words of affirmation, the first love language, were focused on what you're saying. You're saying words of encouragement or kind words. Here, in quality time, in quality conversation, you're focusing on what you're hearing. I'm sharing my love for you by means of quality time and we're spending together in conversation. I'm focusing on drawing you out 
and listening sympathetically to what you have to say. And and you ask questions. And you ask questions not in a, like a interrogation mode, but you're asking questions because you're genuinely desiring to understand your husband or your wife's um, thoughts and feelings and desires. And um, Dr. Chapman brings down, interesting, um, someone um, came over to him, um, someone who's 43 years old, been married for 17 years, and he says, you know, I, I, I've been really stupid. He says, I married for 17 years. My wife just left me, and I realize how stupid I am. So he says, well, you know, why do you say that? So I get, you know, you give this guy credit. He, he, he develops some self-awareness, uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, I don't know what the story behind it is. Hopefully he could remedy the situation. But basically, uh, his wife would come home from work, and tell uh, her husband about the problems in her office. And um, this husband said I would listen to her and tell her what I thought she should do. And I gave her advice. And I told her, you have to confront the problems. They don't go away. You have to talk to the people involved. You talk to the supervisor. You have to deal with it head on. And the next day, she would come home from work and tell me again about the same problems. And I would ask her if she did what I told her. Uh, and uh, she would say no, and I would get angry at her. Um, you know, I, well, I, I don't expect me to sympathize with you if uh, you're not willing to take my advice. And um, you know, so that that was his tact. And he would say, "I don't want to hear about it." You know, I told you the advice you needed to do. You listen to me, everything will be fine. You don't want to listen. That's your problem. And he realizes now that that was very stupid. And because he realizes now it's not that she wanted advice from him about the struggles. He want, she wanted the sympathy. She wanted him to listen, to give her attention, to let her know that he understands that she's hurt and the stress and the pressure and that he loves her and uh, he's always with, and he's always with her and loyal to her. So she didn't really want his advice. She just wanted to know that he, she is being understood by her husband. And um, the husband's saying that, I, I don't, you know, I didn't realize this till later. I thought, okay, you know, you're, 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 you're um, crying about a problem. Here's the solution. End of story. But in reality, the wife was not interested in the solution. You know, to talk it through, maybe, you know, but the main thing she really needed is the emotional connection, um, having him listen to her pain, to her frustration. And he wasn't focused on listening, only on speaking. You know, if he would listen long enough to hear the problem, um, that's what he did. He listened only enough to hear the problem and said, okay, here's the problem, here's the solution. Boom, boom, end of story. But he didn't listen long enough or well enough to hear her that she was really just crying for support and um, and for empathy. And a lot of husbands are like that. You know, many of us are like that. We're trained generally to analyze problems and create solutions. So when your wife comes to you and she's upset about a particular issue and she's aggravated 
and we're in the mode of that logical mode and say, okay, you know, this is what you do, and this is, you know, I got you a 30-second solution. You do this, you do that, and everything's solved. And let's say it's even sound advice. We're not talking about it's stupid advice. It's real good advice. But, but that's not the main reason why she's crying to you. Marriage is a relationship. It's not a project, you know, or a problem to solve. When a, when a wife goes the other way around too, but um, when the wife goes to the husband and, and presents a problem, it, she's not just looking for a solution. She's looking for a sympathetic ear to listen um, and so to under, that, that she feels that he really understands my thoughts and my feelings and my desire. And we could give advice, but you give advice when it's requested, not condescending. So if your wife actually says, you know, I, I really need to hear, what, give me advice on what I should do, of course, then you tell, give her the advice. But a lot of it is just to hear her out and listen. And most of us has, have very little training in listening. We're not good listeners. We, we think and we speak. And, you know, when we are, are listening to somebody right away, we're thinking in our, our minds, okay, I heard enough, and now I could process it and just spit back uh, a communication. But you don't really, really listen. So in the quality time includes real listening. You maintain eye contact when your husband or wife is talking to you. That prevents your mind from wandering into other things. You're giving her the full attention. And don't listen to your husband or wife and do something else at the same time. You put down this. If you were looking at a book, you put down the book. Looking at a safer, you put down the safer. Um, you're busy, whatever, trying to fix something. You put your tools down, you sit, and you listen. That's what quality time is, undivided attention. And um, if, if, let's say, you're in the middle of something and, and you can't turn your attention to your spouse on it because your mom is busy with something, you tell her the truth. You know, I know you want to talk to me right now and I'm interested in hearing what you have to say and I want to give you my full attention, but this moment I can't because uh, I'm on the phone with this person or I'm busy with this, but just give me 10 minutes, I'll finish this. Uh, what I'm doing, and then I'll sit down and I'll listen fully to you. And most spouses will respect that. They'll respect that. And um, that's that's go- a good answer, actually. You know, you, 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 you're you in the middle of something, you say, let me finish, and then let's sit and talk. And you have to listen also for the feelings behind what they're saying. What emotions is my husband or wife experiencing? Sometimes they, it's hard for them to express exactly how they're feeling, so you sort of have to try to sense it, and um, you know, and you could express what you're sensing. Like you sense your wife is upset about something that you may have done, so you you basically say, you know, it seems like you're disappointed because I forgot to pick this up from the grocery or whatever it is, you know, whatever. Try to clarify without being, you know, personal about it. And you observe the body language, and you also don't interrupt. Um, and that's very, very important. It's hard not to interrupt. Because usually, you know, you hear something, and as your wife or your husband's talking to you about uh, something that's on their mind, and right away your mind is um, churning, okay, I have this solution, or I'm going to respond this way, I'm going to, you have to sort of learn how to, put it on hold and to just listen 
and then you process it. And then later you say your, um, you know, what, what you need to say. And um, that's a very important um, yesayed in quality time. So quality time literally means spending time, actually quantity of time also, obviously, spending time together. But the quality means that you really, really are fully attentive to each other. Undivided attention, focused attention. And like we said, the similar case with the, with the, with the, father and rolling the ball to the child and spending time and, and it doesn't make any difference how, how young the child is. It's so true. Or you're reading them a story, whatever it is. And it's, it's hard, you know, you're an adult and uh, you have a lot of things on your mind and here you're sort of bending down intellectually to a four-year-old or five-year-old or six-year-old and you're telling them a story or a Mosahaskal or something, you know, before they go to sleep and to not just, um, you know, say something interesting, but really listen to what they have to say, see their reaction. It can actually be very, very enjoyable after a while. But it takes a lot of effort because, you know, it's, it's uh, um, to get into the world of your child, um, you know, and it's, and it's totally different intellectual level of a six-year-old, seven-year-old or whatever it is, takes some effort. And then, of course, on the emotional level, when a husband and wife, they're so different from one another emotionally, and it takes time and effort to really be there for each other when they're having these quality conversations. Um, have a wonderful day.